0: KXNO.
1: Ken Miller, Trent Condon. They are Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station.
0: 1460 KXNO. Hi, good morning everybody and welcome to Miller and Condon here on Des Moines Sports Station. 1460 KXNO. Trent Conner and myself with you for the next couple of hours as we talk football with you. Coming up on the program it is, after all, the BMW of Des Moines guest list where we will find our slate of guests as we always do. Dylan Monts, 10.30 uh, prior to Matt K- Campbell's teleconference. We'll get Dylan Montz in here. The latest on Iowa State from our buddy uh, with the Ames Tribune, amestrib.com. Bama Bob, Trent and I will go around college football in a national perspective. What did we see uh, from this past weekend? We'll do that at 11 and and then Scott Dockerman, who's listening in to Matt Campbell's teleconference uh, from The Athletic, will join us about 11.30. We'll get the latest on Iowa, maybe some lingering stuff from the uh, Rutgers blowout from this past weekend. But it is on. Cyhawk Hawk week is upon us. Trent, how are you? We made it it a wonderful enough. week. I don't care what anybody says. I love it.
2: You are all into this one. It is a matchup that we have throughout the spring and summer broken down basically every different way. And now that the week is upon us... You feel different about this. Oh, football Of course, game? I feel
0: different about the football game. I had no idea that I was going to be as good as they look. Uh, like it looks as though they're going to be, and because of the bye week last week, we don't know if Iowa State took a step forward from week one to their second game. Teams usually do, so we can expect it. But uh, I do know that watching this Hawkeye team, Trent. Um, they're much better than I thought they were going to be. I underestimated them in a number of areas, in particular in the receiving area. Uh, they've got some dudes there, and Nate Stanley and the offensive line, and Linderbaum. Enjoy them, folks, because this kid is... I mean, Trent, what he's doing... You've you got to keep in mind where he's at in his career, for mm-hmm. crying out right? loud. And just the, uh, um, being able to move the guy that's in front of him seemingly it will to wherever he wants him to at least so now different test this week because yes. here comes number 58 Ray Lima who is which, a stud he is a stud this that's one of those matchups and there's so many of them uh, inside this game that one to me is going to be I'm going to be focusing a lot in the interior of that uh, uh, line because, my good God, it's going to be fun to watch. There's a number of areas are going to be in. Game day's coming to Ames. Good for them. Cyclone fans, I, I couldn't be happier for you. I truly mean this. Um, been on the air since 96. There was a lot of bad football uh, played uh, in Ames for that period of time. So I'm happy for you as a fan base that you get to experience this, and I'm happy for us as a state of Iowa that we get to talk about this game for an entire week.
2: And have the national light that's going to be painted on it with game day being there and just in Iowa. of course, the big question: Who's going to be the celebrity
0: picker? Yeah, that topic makes my head hurt. Honestly, um, I really haven't given it a lot of thought. It's not want...
2: going to be anybody with an Iowa background, a Hawkeye background. No, of course
0: not. Of course not. It will you know, be the Cyclone. Doesn't um, I didn't I see that the fanatics have Pollard tonight? Yes, yes. That, that would be a question I would like answered. In mm-hmm. fact, if I see Ross, I'm going to ask him to as, as, ask him to ask that. Um, not that he has to. But but how much input does Pollard have in this selection?
2: Could ESPN just say, no, we're going right. with? Now, it could be somebody completely off the board. I, I've seen Kevin Costner with Field of Kevin Dreams, Costner. the baseball, coming back. Is this heaven? Is it, no, this is Iowa. You know, that kind of thing. Eh. You go that route. Okay. That one makes sense. It doesn't have a connection to Iowa State, but it makes sense for the state of Iowa as a whole. Ashton Kuchar, maybe the most He's famous. He's a Hawkeye. He's a Hawkeye fan. Right. I played foosball with him in college. Did I, you? Yes. And slung him. do you remember, you? No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. Though no, we throttled him. It wasn't very good yeah. at Brothers, and he was on that 70s show at the time and uh, became Naked no Big. Yeah, yeah. Wow. He was back for Thanksgiving break and huh? played a little How foosball at Brothers with Ashton Kucher circa 1999, 20 years all ago. Right. Get a little bit old. He's not going to be the guy, though, that's going to be up there. Fred Hoiberg. Is not going to be up there. it would have been a perfect
0: choice, but no, he's not
2: going to be. He is the mayor, but the mayor is now the coach at Nebraska. Yeah, that's not going to happen. And
0: all the basketball players—nobody knows them outside of Story
2: County. No, that—that's not going to work. They
0: were wonderful ambassadors for the university, but nobody knows them outside of Story County.
2: I think the guy that makes the most sense to me in a sports realm would be Dan Gable. Okay, Dan Gable would make the most. Wrestled at Iowa State, mm-hmm. coached at Iowa. You get both sides of that. Mm-hmm. Now, over the last thirty years, has he leaned more Hawkeye? Yes, and because of that, that maybe would rankle some feathers in. And aims. it's a
0: wrestling state. It's a wrestling state. But how long? How that. long has he been out of the? For I mean, out of public knowledge, it's been a while, right? It, it has been, but
2: still, a lot of people when they think wrestling,
0: they still think Dan Gable
2: Yeah. I and what it. he did. Yeah at the Olympics, what he did as a collegiate at Iowa State, and, of course, as a coach at Iowa. That's the one that would make the most sense, but we'll see what they come up with.
0: Our friend Stephanie Gifford, I thought, sent us an email with the right name. and I, Nick Nurse. Nick Nurse, former Iowa State coach Nick Nurse. But he's right. Uh, For two days? Exactly. Maybe three. Maybe three. But at least, you know, he's as recently as june yes anyway i don't want to talk about i really don't this the topic makes my head hurt somebody's going to make the picks great lee corso's going to put on his uh whether it's going to be the hawkeye mascot or the cyclone mascot that's going to be fun to watch Uh, ames is going to be an absolute madhouse i know the pregame show kicks you know pregame show sean roberts emory songer they're going to be up there from eight until noon doing their show on the learfield stage is that where it is correct which is going to be great, and I guess a variety of uh, the KXNO talkers uh, will spend some time on the stage or certainly be a part of the radio show in some f- uh, shape, form, or fashion. So that will be fun for KXNO as we'll kind of piggyback on what um, it's the biggest game in the state. And I know I don't understand. Uh, let's, let's play this game every two years and then take it, ah, please. <laughs> it's the biggest game. It does it moves the needle, folks. I get it that you you know I get it that maybe because we're we're pretty we're are a pretty good bunch of folks, I think. We're pretty good neighbors, except for one week out of the year. Mm-hmm. And then Sunday rolls around, we go back to being Iowans again. And I put, put myself in that category. Because after 30 years, I am one of you. So,
2: after what we've seen here, let's get into football. What do yes, you say? Yes, please. I'm all for it. Iowa, you said, is better. And and when you look at this way game... Way
0: better. Way better. Certainly than I thought that we going to be, yes. And not, not Look, I'm not the be-all, end-all, as everybody knows. But I, I come up with a thought, and I, I just don't throw stuff against the wall. I thought Iowa was going to be a team that treads water. Amir Smith-Marset is yes, now more
2: than just a kicker. Absolutely. Makes a big play, first touchdown of the game. He was off and running four catches over 100 yards in the football game. That wide receiver group, a little bit of Oliver Martin, yes. The slot guys, Reganey's out there. Tyron Tracy, Tyron first... Tracy to me, Trent. Yes, they've
0: got something there. Tight end didn't have a catch in, and the that's game. okay. You know what? It's kind of like the Patriots last night when they were talking. Okay, I just said the Patriots and the Hawkeye receivers in the same sentence. Well, so... there is a connection there. There is a connection, but the point Puts being the is, right? <laughs> the point being is, the Patriots don't need the tight end position mm-hmm. anymore because of all of the receiving depth that they've got the Hawkeyes don't I shouldn't say don't need it but it's certainly not not as important as it once was because of all the dudes they've got right they've got Smith Marsett and they've got Brandon Smith who is um you know he's taken significant steps forward Oliver Martin as you mentioned and they can throw the ball and they've got some guys that can catch it out of the backfield It's not as important this year, clearly, as it has been when you've got two top 20 picks on your team. You're going to use them a lot. So, as long as Nate Stanley, and look, Nate Stanley is taking steps forward. Yeah. But he's got room to get better, Trent. He does. Who did he miss wide open in the end zone? Was it Brandon Smith? Yeah, another deep ball. Another deep ball. And he was wide open. Wide open. Why does that happen to him more than... I don't know.
2: It seems like more than any other quarterback that has played this long. This has been now, for three seasons, an issue with him. Is it better? Eh, Maybe. I think you can argue. I know there's some stats out there that show he's actually at least average as a deep ball thrower he's not mm-hmm. the monstrosity that many people make him out to be but he misses throws sure does he misses yeah. easy and they throws.
0: stand out because it's just like you know you you now we're expecting the good mm-hmm. because he's a third year starter and a senior quarterback and we see the good and we saw the good on saturday but yet when he's got a dude wide open and he misses him it's like oh my god just when we thought he was over
2: and there, right. it there it is again. It rears is ugly yeah, head. Yeah, it does. I think we found out a couple other things about the guys. I want to go to special
0: teams. Good, because like, I want you do that because i got a kid on defense i got to bring up. But go ahead. It looks like they have a punter. Sleep Dalton did oh look good. Oh, my God. He looked after, really good. And you were concerned about that. That yes. was one of your things you wanted to see in this Rutgers game, is mm-hmm. you wanted to, what do they call him, Sleepy? <laughs> sleepy, yeah. Was it uh, Keith Duncan, who I think uh, coined him Sleepy? Now, he is no Adam Corsack,
2: the punter for Rutgers. Wasn't
0: that something? I mean, is, is there a trade available for
2: that dude? <laughs> wow. Holy cow. He was incredibly good. Sleep Dalton was good. And we also found out the max distance, I think, for Keith Duncan is 46 yards. That's
0: Is that what it was? That's what it was. Goal? Yeah, about 45 yards. Yeah.
2: Anything longer than mm-hmm. that, it'll be, well, if they have to kick a field goal, I would guess Shudak. But looks like 46 is the max because he Barely got that one in. Duncan's look good, though. He's yes, hit every kick. Absolutely. Shudak consistently kicking the ball into the end zone, Mm -hmm. kicking it high, doing those types of things. Special teams look very buttoned up there. Now let's go to the defense.
0: Well, and it's Christian Welsh to me, Trent, who jumped off my television. Look, there were a lot of guys. Right, ninety-four got loose, and how about that little stunt that they're they're, they're pulling with him? They're bringing him around, they're clogging up the middle, and that they're bringing him up the eight. Can you imagine being a quarterback and you think so? You've got some time, and all of a sudden, with a full head of steam, here comes ninety-four with his arms up, and there's no one in front of him to block or chip him. It's you <laughs> and the, Can you imagine the terror that must go through these? Dudes, when you see this coming, he was oh. in the first half all over the place. And
2: this defense, you lose a starter, Maryweather, who didn't play great mm-hmm. in Italy in week one. Right? Yeah, but you plug in Kerner, mm-hmm. Dowling, kid. Mm-hmm. Wasn't well, out of place. No, he was there. He was doing assignment football, exactly what you want. Cornerbacks played well. Now Hankins went out late in the game. We heard afterwards, Geno yes, Stone got banked up. Hankins too. Gino Stone, everything said afterwards that he 's going to be fine. I haven't seen because didn 't he show Haken's. up
0: well, and that'll happen well they don't get him till tomorrow, so mm-hmm. cuz Stone showed up for the media inter- media availability after the game, which right. is taken as a pretty good sign if he's there and willing to mm-hmm. answer questions and putting himself out there, so yeah, I would think that that's a good sign for sure now there was um, a couple of times um, on Twitter, some of the Hawkeye media, and the play-by-play guys were talking about worfs limping around a little yes. bit, which is certainly concerning. Now, he said after the game that it's no big deal. Mm-hmm. Um but he's he, he's a man amongst boys. He's a man.
2: Iowa State's got some speed off the edge. They
0: do. It's going to be him and Jaquan Bailey, and that's mm-hmm. going to be a hell of a matchup.
2: Wasarique on the other side, yeah. more more of a physical type of guy out there. Well, look, there.
0: Iowa State one of their their strength is the front seven of that defense. No, there's no. no if ands or buts about that. That's but look when you take a look at this Iowa offensive line um, and the shooter again <laughs> doing what he does. He was taking some guys. For yes, a ride he again. was. Trent, Iowa's offensive line is better. The receivers are way better. Uh, Sargent has taken significant mm-hmm. steps forward and this is where I missed in the offseason on this team because I didn't see those steps and they are clearly, clearly there in the first two weeks of the season.
2: Still haven't seen the depth of defensive end, but that is. Picking nits, I yeah, think, yeah, I think
0: overall. so. Uh, Davion Nixon jumped off the mm-hmm. screen a little bit. Uh, Golston was Golston. Colbert played well, yeah, he did. Uh, um, and Welsh, as I mentioned, I thought played well. Dylan Doyle got Dylan Doyle got some playing time. I'm not sure I saw him do anything really. In fact, the last few minutes of the game.
2: He was out of place a couple of times. Was See, late, I yeah. was
0: gone when there was four minutes left or whatever there was in football game. I'd switch. Your Scarlet Knights didn't have it. No, Trent. They were they were terrible. They were terrible. And and this is what you, this is what you get, right? I mean, how bad is UMass after yeah. you know the Rutgers? Clearly, they they took him to the shed in week number one. How bad is UCLA? Because Cincinnati, UCLA was a good football game <laughs> at Cincinnati, and that was my theory. Is the you know what they're going to give the Bucks a game? Well, they didn't. Here's one of the stories from the weekend. We'll save it for Bam and Bob, but I just want to put I'm going to ask you if you saw this or not. And this is alarming to me because UCLA is one of the storied franchises, storied college football teams, period, right? I know more of a basketball school, but mm-hmm. they've played football there over the years. There were 10,000 people at the Rose maybe 12. Wow. I'm not exaggerating. I'm, I'm, I'm not minimizing the number that they were there, right? Trent, it was embarrassing. Oklahoma is going to come in this weekend. Now that's the good news because Oklahoma fans with a uh, wow, chance to go to the Rose Bowl. Yes. Are you kidding me? And get in for ten bucks? And to get in for ten bucks and to see our team open up a can and come out with a win at the Rose Bowl. So there'll be more um, crimson in the stands, and, uh, which is a good thing. But man, oh man, Chip Kelly is stealing money.
2: Year number two there, and this is the time that it's supposed to start to take that step forward, and you're going to see the improvement. Has college football just passed him by? Is it as simple as that? Well, His recruiting has been terrible. Yeah. I think last year their, their class was in the 40s, something that was should it? never happen at UCLA. It yeah. hasn't been that big, big leap forward that we see a lot of times with new coaches. You just wonder, is it, is it going to happen there? Because if it doesn't, they paid him a lot Oof. of money. And UCLA is different. The public schools in general in California, I think UCLA and all this money, not the case at the athletic department of UCLA compared to the SEC and the Big Ten and the Big 12 schools and the money. That feels like they can just hand out and fire guys, and it's no big deal. Much bigger deal Hmm. at UCLA, and remember they're paying Steve Alford quite a (laughs) bit of money in himself.
0: Yeah, if
2: this thing goes really bad this year, Chip Kelly will probably still be back for year number three, even if they limp.
0: Could be. Uh, Let's let's do the Big Twelve overalls of conference. I I can't tell you how, how entertained I was watching those two. Big-time college quarterbacks on Saturday night go back and forth. Sam Ellinger and Joe Burrow. Burrow's got that QB girl. Man, what what a difference. I, I remember, and certainly remember Bama. I don't recall your take, Joe Burrow, what he's going to do for UCLA. Eh, he's like taking sand to the beach. No mm-hmm. big deal. He's not that good. What a difference maker he is. Watching Burrow and Ellinger, and I'm assuming that was the game that you spent most of your Saturday night watching. That was entertaining as hell. It was. You no know, Ellinger... Did
2: some things with his feet. Not as much as I anticipated. He's
0: a big dude, Trent.
2: I think it was the speed of LSU, though, kind of cut down yeah. to those running, running lanes that he just didn't have there. I was shocked, though. Uh, Joe Burrow, when he went to LSU, who was the guy that got a couple of years ago as a as a transfer and was oh, okay?
0: The, yeah, he got hurt, I think. Yes, um, and he was all
2: right. He wasn't some of the monstrosities mm, that we've seen in that yeah, position, yeah, yeah. but it just has continually felt like the last 15 years, ever since fit, Saban left... Yeah. That offensively, they're a step behind everybody wondering. else.
0: I'm going to have to cheat. Look through it. Yeah, it it's I'm just that to.
2: LSU offense. And this LSU offense, we saw it late last year. You saw it in the bowl game against Central Florida. And with well, Central Florida, do you want to read that much into it? They take shots up the field. Yeah. They use those ridiculous wide receivers that they have. And this team looks like they are... Danny Etling, is that who you Danny Etling, about? yes. That they're destined to... At least push. Oh, for sure, Alabama.
0: Absolutely, yeah, for for absolute certain.
2: You didn't watch much Alabama, New Mexico State.
0: No, I, I couldn't get into that. Uh, no, favored by fifty five, didn't cover. No, only won by fifty two. I saw that. I did see that part of it. Um, Colorado, Nebraska. What a Oof. game that was! You know what? The natives are getting restless over there. Oh, they for did. the first time, Trent, the chosen one. Uh, Scott Frost yeah. is getting a little heat.
2: Losing a game like that, and will do some it. of
0: the play calls. I mean, especially in overtime. I mean, mm-hmm. the the two runs in overtime, and then how do you take a sack? Yes. How do you take a sack? Taylor
2: Martinez has not Adrian. Adrian Taylor was pre- he preceded him? <laughs> he was throwing arm butts. <laughs> yeah, Martinez. These first two games has not looked- now his first half was good. Yeah, but he doesn't look no. like the same athlete we saw a year ago. Not as dynamic in the running game mm-hmm. that we saw last season. You know, the big touchdown after the flea flicker, it was just a swing pass. It was right. nothing to that Washington Martinez
0: did. Yeah, and Washington outrun Boy, you know what? I looked into his story, yeah. Maurice Washington. I'm glad he's not playing an eye where I was state. He wouldn't be playing an eye state. I would Iowa like state. to think that that's the case. I truly want to think that that's the case. But we've seen football blind, pretty intelligent people mm-hmm. in the past. It's king football after all. Um, what this guy, how is he allowed to play football?
2: I don't get it. I don't understand it at all.
0: That's I think a creature. He threatened this woman with three-year-old video this, that he carried in his phone of when, I don't want to get into it. It's a right, family yeah. show. It,
2: it's absolutely well, it's really, sickening, though, so. when, you, when you read the details yes. of this and how you go out there and play him and, and what Scott Frost said when he took the job. Anything to do with anything, you're not going to play for mm. us. And what's he do? Mm-hmm. you're you're too it's playing a guy that mm-hmm. has this hanging over mm-hmm. his head. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. it really doesn't it paints Nebraska at a bad light and now they got a loss on their resume and, and you know who's a happy Maristar over in uh, Council Bluffs <laughs> right. all that national, national championship, championship tickets <laughs> those are up in smoke and start counting your money over there mayor star yeah <laughs> <laughs> those are going to uh that'll certainly line the coffers very well for them over there.
0: How did you do this weekend? Okay, did you better
2: than week one, but mm-hmm. not great. Our picks on Friday went two and three, mm-hmm. got clubbed again on the best beat. And how about Army? Wow! After what we saw in week one, where they looked awful. against Rice, they looked terrible. Couldn't move the football. Couldn't Trent, do anything. Michigan's
0: lucky to escape with a win, no doubt. That fifty
2: yarder at the end of regulation. Oh my!
0: Was it? Did he have the distance? I, I don't. I thought it was short. I. It was clearly wide, but I yeah. thought it was going to be. They might have clanked if it was over... A foot and a half, like
2: it needed to be yeah, to the
0: left. I think it was
2: short. I kind of feel the same way, but it was
0: entertaining as hell,
2: right? Yes, it was.
0: And, and who doesn't like to see Harbaugh and Michigan up against the ropes, especially mm-hmm. by an Army team? Army's pretty good. That was a good football game. Um, I don't know what to expect. I don't know what to think about Michigan. You know, you go back to the. I would love to have a redo, and by gosh, it's our show, and maybe <laughs> we can set those rules. All right. After a couple of weeks, you know, what do we, what do we now see? Of uh, the schedule because all of a sudden this Michigan game it doesn't look as daunting no. for the Hawks.
2: Well, and speaking of that, as we know over at Riverside Elite Sportsbook has the point spreads for every Iowa. You've got to take
0: this one with a grain of salt because they're going to get a. It's going to be tough to get a bet on anybody but Iowa over there. Very true.
2: Now this summer when we saw the look ahead lines across the country starting in Vegas and and a few others that popped up, Michigan was about a two touchdown favorite yeah. against Iowa. Yeah. I saw at least. last week it had moved. The Iowa-Michigan game at Riverside had moved to 11.5. As we look at it right now... It had moved to 11. See, I thought there were some
0: 15s out there early there were. in the offseason. Yes.
2: Yep, 15, 15 and a half maybe popped yeah. out there. Currently, the Wolverines are still favored against Iowa. But by just a touchdown, is that right? It has moved that's crazy. that quickly. But remember where the casino yeah. is located. Something we talked about all the way back in the summer. Mm-hmm. There is going to be opportunities
0: if you drive around the state, folks, and you see one of those casinos. Pull in, mm-hmm. open up an account. If you if you bet sports, yes, you'll be glad you did. You mean price shop? Half a point here, a point there makes a big difference, and the middling opportunities and that are that there too.
2: That's a big part of it too. Penn State. Down to just a two-point favorite now against Iowa. How about that second
0: half out of the Nittany Lions? Yeah, I didn't see much of that I game. I flipped
2: over just because it was they were down 10-7 at uh-huh. the half, I think it was. And as soon as I flipped over, they scored a touchdown and another touchdown and, yeah. and went off it and won 53-17. What's the quarterback?
0: Something. Clifford is he any good? Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's
2: against Buffalo. Yeah. You know, and he had open guys running up and down the oh, field. Oh, he did? So, yeah. yeah. That was a big part of it too. That defense though is good for Penn yeah, State. Yeah, I knew that was They're gonna be, be built differently this year. It's it's not about the offense. It's more about the mm-hmm. defense of Penn State Linebacker, you. Yes, gonna make a run this season. Anything else? Big Ten wise jump out to you. Wisconsin. They're the best team in the Big Ten West, though.
0: Ah, uh, they yes, yes. Um I mean, do we are we fast forwarding to Buckeyes, Badgers? Ooh. Certainly looks like that, doesn't it? Yeah. It certainly looks like it's heading in that direction. I could buy that, certainly. I'm not sure I want to buy it, but I think I have to because mm-hmm. uh, they look they look like clearly those it's those two um, Maryland helped out the state yeah, of Yeah, that, that was look at. Uh, Loxley's doing a hell of a job there. I yes. mean, don't look now, but this Terps team, I'm anxious to see where they go. I really mm-hmm. am. I mean, is I don't think this is foolical. They they pounded Syracuse, pounded Syracuse, 42 in the first half. Yeah, I mean, thank God they did right. It made it made the decision because I don't. Did you watch Game Day Saturday morning? I did not know. I did. It sounded low, and again. This is, this is how I heard it, okay? I could have heard it dead wrong. It sounded like to me that the guys on the, street, uh, on the set, Herb Street in particular, thought that they were leaning Syracuse Clemson, mm-hmm. which made sense. That's their game, sadly. Yes. I mean, my God. Well. Um, but that seemed like that's what it was going to be. Now, Maryland made that, a, uh, th- that decision fly out the window very quickly because they just started rolling, mm-hmm. and Syracuse had no answer. No answer. And we're the benefactors. It helps out the state of Iowa. Yeah, that was big time.
2: easy. And you look across the landscape, there's not a great number of games this week. There's not any other no. games that jump out. You know, Arizona State, Michigan State's kinda eh
0: Yeah. You know what I've got I've got one that I've got a big opinion on already. Remember the, when we did our picks, I told you I hated the college slate. Yeah. I couldn't find two games to save my life. I put two games out there, I lost them both, which is a good lesson for you. You don't have to bet, folks. We if have you to make
2: five picks on We Friday.
0: have to, right? Yes. But if you don't like, you don't have, as Kenny White says, and I love this line, I love this line, it kind of fits in there with uh, time to get even or even worse, or uh, take the elastic band off the bankroll that my grandpa taught me, those two, they're going to sing the national anthem somewhere tomorrow. <laughs> it's a great line, because he's 100% right. Uh-huh. You don't have to bet every day something i need to uh, listen to you baby. do and i couldn't find two college games to save my life and i lost them both love the nfl slate swept them
2: you did 3 and 0 including your best bet and in- Pretty dominating fashion, all three yeah, of you. Yeah,
0: Miami is really bad, really yeah. bad, and then the Chiefs. I feel bad for Nick Foles. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know a Jacksonville fan if there is one, even in Polk County. I have seen one. Have you seen one? Well, I feel bad for him yep. or her. I don't know who's. Uh, it. it was
2: it was a guy and a lady together.
0: So for both of them, yes. I feel bad for that couple. Um, Blaine great Gabbert jerseys. Where <laughs> they were in Gabbert jersey, uh, but it sure seems like. Fast forward to the AFC Championship. Who's gonna who's gonna uh, knock off the Pats or the Chiefs to get to that point? New England, Trent. Did you see that last night? You know, I'm I'm tired of being sick of New England. I'm going to sit back in awe. I think that's what you
2: have to do. Just watching Brady last night. That was my takeaway. He is so he's fun to watch. He just in the pocket, those little shuffles, finding a little bit of room. Taking shots up the field. And it's little shuffles. It's moving his
0: mm-hmm. feet inches because he can't move. Yes. But he just just uh, just moves enough to find that lane. And Edelman's wide open. Mm-hmm. Or Dorsett's wide open. And here comes Antonio Brown. Wh- wh- how the hell is Demarius Thomas going to see the field? Don't know if he is. I don't know if he is either. Antonio He's be... Brown might be a backup himself. <laughs> well, I don't think that's going to be the case, but I get your point. Um that was a bizarre weekend, wasn't it? With with him and who didn't yes. know that? Yeah, that's where he was going to end up. I mean, that seemed like foregone p- conclusion. It absolutely did. You know, the patting the Pat and people uh, on yourself on the back for getting Antonio Brown in the Pats, please. I mean, where else is he going to go? <laughs> well, Kansas City, maybe the other spot. Yeah, and Patri- here he is. Patriots take those guys in: mm-hmm. Corey Dillon, Randy Moss. You know, for the most part, I'm sure there's been one or two that haven't worked out. Who? <laughs> right. I I can't recall um, who that that uh, malcontent would be who shows up and Belichick is playing chess where everybody else is playing checkers. You you hear that about? It's true. Don't be pissed off at him. Sit back and on enjoy him because this is kind of like the Bulls in there at the end of their era, right? And then we missed it so much. And then we miss it, right? Yeah. I don't know if we'll miss the Patriots, but I sure as hell appreciate them. I really do. And I don't like them one bit, but you have to appreciate what they're doing and how they're doing it. Dylan Mott's going to join the program next. Latest on Iowa State. I have not seen a depth chart for either school yet. I'm not anticipating an Iowa State depth chart until tomorrow. Uh, But last Sunday, did we not get the Hawkeyes-Rutgers depth chart Sunday night? Yeah, that seems right. we did. Uh, but we've not seen a Hawkeye depth chart for uh, Cy Hawk as well. The week is upon us. It is going to be a blast. We're going to have as many Iowa and Iowa State former voices as we possibly can. We've got a couple of them already lined up, and we're excited to talk to them. Uh, one of them I've never spoken with before. One of them we've spoken with numerous times, or some of them. And we'll do that throughout the week. Uh, but coming up, we're going to hear from Dylan Mons. Bama Trent and I will go around college football at 11 o'clock. And then Scott Dockerman, once the Matt Campbell teleconference is over, Scott, of course, with the Athletic will join us. We'll hear from Doc. Miller and Condon, take you until noon. Uh, it's uh, 28 minutes after the hour, 10 o'clock, on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460. Barry, Hacks Extra. Keep up with KXNO on Twitter and Facebook. Go to KXNO.com to learn more from 1460 KXNO. Hi, right, welcome back. Miller and Cotton in Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. What do you mind, Benny, remind Albert Hainsworth didn't work out with the oh, Patriots. Oh, That's, a, that's one? a good one. Not very many of them. Nope. Uh but there is uh, there's been a few. All right, let's get Dylan Monson here, Ames Tribune, Amestrib.com where you can read Dylan or pick up the paper, darn it. Uh Dylan Trenton Ken, good to talk to you. How are you?
1: doing pretty well and yeah we, we love paper readers that's for sure
0: no doubt about that uh, Dylan such a fun week uh, you know it's, it's gonna be it's going to be uh, a busy week for everybody in the media and certainly for you guys uh, but certainly it's going to be a fun week game day is going to be there logistically have you heard uh, any problems and maybe this is better served for later on in the week once it all becomes out uh, clear but how about getting in and out of Ames has there been any logistical plans that you've seen so far?
1: uh not yet Uh, i know jamie pollard had tweeted yesterday that they had started uh planning some preliminary stuff uh, obviously where the game day set was going to be and kind of maybe some logistics as far as that but like you said i think we'll hear maybe more um as the week progresses hopefully within the next couple days exactly what the plans are but um i mean there's the 13th street exit there's the university exit people can go down to the dakotas uh the south dakota down there so uh, there's a lot of different ways to do it but yeah it's gonna be interesting i I guess the the biggest piece of advice is to to give yourself plenty of time and get there early.
2: It's going to be a madhouse, and we've seen estimates before you know at Jack Trice for the Iowa State game of eighty ninety, maybe a hundred thousand people milling around there. such
0: a great tailgate opportunity. It it's really a huge is.
2: spot game day going to be there. I mean it's hard to put an estimate on there, but if say a normal cyhawk game had eighty five thousand people around. What would be your estimate here for this one?
1: Yeah, if if that's the normal, I'd probably punch it up a little bit. Um, You know, maybe 10, another 10. Uh, You know, it's it's hard to say. I think there will be, you know, more students out and about with all the game day stuff. Um, You know, the people that are going to come are going to come. You're not going to lose anybody. So it'll be interesting to see how many more people filter in, um, if more people make the trek over from, um, you know, the eastern part of the state certainly but even out west if people kind of start to come in and i know Iowa State's gonna have a lot of visitors there too for for recruits and stuff, so you get their families involved. So it's it's gonna be a big show for sure.
0: What are you hearing, Dylan? I know that you guys had no media availability last week, so for the most part, it's it's all gonna come as a surprise tomorrow when Campbell meets the media for the first time. Maybe you'll get some information on his teleconference, which will be good, I guess. Just pursuant to that offensive line, with you know the injuries that uh, that Newell suffered, etc., and, and the trickle down. Who's gonna you know move to center if he can't go? Who's going to play left tackle if it is good Jones that takes over the center position Uh, because as you well know I mean number 94 in in uh, with uh wearing that Hawkeye uniform is unstoppable and I would have to think that Dylan Dylan Sainer is going to spend a lot of time uh helping out the left tackle who is whoever it's going to be but what have you heard if anything as far as injuries to that offensive line
1: yeah, Epenesa is a scary dude. So I, I think you'll see a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of double teams and a lot of, you know, bumps uh, at least uh, just to try to throw him off a little bit. But uh, yeah, I, with the Colin Newell thing, it, Matt Campbell said last week he was day to day. You know, I think they'll probably be cautious with him a little bit with knees. You're you're never really sure, and you know, sprains are are technically small tears. It just is a matter of what grade it is. Um, you know, he sounded optimistic that he could be back relatively soon. I still think it'll probably be a couple weeks before you see him there. So what happens there? I think Derek Schweiger uh, could be a guy that that fills in. He filled in the last few plays uh, against UNI. Um, Trevor Downing, I think, is certainly a name to watch there. Um, he's been talked about in the top five or six guys with that group, um, you know, really the whole offseason and certainly through fall camp. Um, you know, maybe Julian Good-Jones slides back in, but I think that would uh, – disrupt the line a lot uh, I, I think if you put trevor downing in with the other four starters that were already in place uh, i i think that could serve you well so uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what they do but i think they're going to try to cause as little disruption as possible
2: saw a huge game out of dechante jones of course a couple weeks ago also saw two touchdown crabs out of uh, petway the arkansas transfer but not a whole lot outside of those two in the wide receiver group. There's been a lot of talk about Iowa going to the cash and what they can do against teams that run the spread here. Who else out of that wide receiver group would you anticipate is going to be heavily involved on Saturday afternoon?
1: I think you'll see Tariq Milton get involved a little bit more. I think you'll see them go back to Charlie Kohler some, too, just to kind of mix things up. Um, Darren Wilson had a catch. Uh, maybe he gets a little bit more involved. And I think a lot of that is going to stem from Brock Purdy and, and maybe um, – being a little bit more comfortable than he looked at times uh, in in the opener because he was efficient. Mm -hmm. He was 31 for 40, so he he was making the throws, but at times he'd be a little bit high. Um, He'd kind of go to the check downs after missing on a couple big plays early. So I think um, if if you can get him comfortable, which is going to be tough to do against Iowa's defensive line, um, but but if he can kind of settle in and really make his progressions and, and take a couple breaths back there, um, I think you'll see it spread around a little bit more. But I think Milton, um, Wilson, maybe Joe Skates uh, get a little bit more involved. But I think the tight ends are, are a factor in that as well. Yeah,
0: I agree with you on on, uh, on Purdy. You know, passing the football, he was efficient through a couple of touchdowns. You mentioned Petway caught both of those, uh, didn't throw a pick in the football game. But it was... You know, it's just the style of play. What we we're so accustomed to watching him in his freshman campaign, uh what he was able to do and just confound and frustrate, quite frankly, uh defenses. He was um you know, he stood in the pocket. The the running game was not part of his game against you and I. That has to change, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, and people have been asking if he was hurt. I don't think that he he's dinged up or anything. I think it's been a thing where um yeah, I think it's twofold. I think I wish they didn't want to show too much on film for Iowa. Um, you know, but at some point you had to let him go and make plays. So it, they kind of um, you know, escape by the skin of their teeth there. But also I think they're they're trying to be more conscious of him sitting back in the pocket and not, you know, defaulting to run first. I think they want him to kind of go through look through all the receivers and then um, if he has to scramble, it's, it's more of a last resort thing because of the coverage. So I, I think you'll see probably more designed runs uh, against Iowa certainly than he, he did against and I That'll be a more of a factor, um, especially as they kind of sort through this running back group. But uh, yeah, it has to be a part of their game plan offensively if they're going to be if they're going um, to hope to take a step forward there.
2: Dylan, Asali had a miss against you and I. A year ago, it was felt like nip and tuck between him and Narvison, who was a true freshman a year ago, was able to redshirt him last year. Do you know how tight that race was during August camp? And if Asali struggles again, if Narvison could be in there very quickly this week and maybe just going forward throughout the year?
1: Yeah, I, it was tight maybe early on uh, last fall camp, but I think Asali uh, clearly. Did kind of won that job Mm -hmm. over even with his inconsistencies at times and i think um you know people have talked about Braden narvis and and certainly how strong his leg is but i think they're still kind of waiting for him to click and and you know so they can trust him out there to to be consistent and hit that um 30 to 40 yard field goal on a regular basis so I, i think you'd have to probably see somewhat of a collapse for from a sally to to kind of be usurped in that role but um you know, Narvison is on scholarship for a reason. They saw a lot out of him in high school. And, um, you know, I don't, I don't know if he gets out there at all uh, this year, but uh, it's certainly another option if he's kind of waiting in the wings and, and kind of, um, you know, trying to find his foot there a little bit Um you know, while these games are going on. But I, I think Asali is the guy for now.
0: Dylan Mons, Ames Tribune, is our guest Miller & Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Dylan, you certainly have a right to change uh, your opinion on this, uh, your answer to this, when we, when we talk to you on Friday. But as we sit here on Monday, is this a low-scoring football game in your mind? How do you see it in your mind? Again, you can change your opinion once we get a little bit more clarity as who's in and who's out. But as we sit here on Monday, how do you kind of you know? how do you think this is going to play out?
1: Yeah, I think the winner is probably going to be in the low to mid-20s. I I think it's not going to be as low scoring as last year and it's not going to be as high scoring, certainly, as the year before. I think it's somewhat in the middle. um, But I I think the defenses here have kind of proven that they're strong, that they're able to go out and make plays. And the offenses, you know, while they have put up points at times and they certainly have playmakers, I think both are maybe kind of still trying to find the one big play home run hitter. So I think the defenses are probably going to carry the day. For the most part, and you'll see a couple big plays. So I'd say, um, you know, it's it's anywhere from a 24 point winner to, you know, maybe
2: 20. Dylan, you've been on the Iowa State beat now for a number of years. As you sat through some of those awful, awful games, do you ever anticipate anything like this Hmm. game day coming to Ames? Because there's certainly been some low spots just in your time covering the Cyclones.
1: Yeah, I mean, you don't even have to go that far back. You think about Matt Campbell's opener in 2016 or the year before when there was the debacle in Manhattan. Um, you know, they they get housed by Texas Tech on the road, uh, you know, in 2015. There's just been so many moments where you think, are they going to be able to pull out of, um, you know, kind of the, the doldrums that they were in. But really, it's it's impressive to kind of see, you know, somewhat the consistency of what they've been able to do. And, and certainly the, the matchup happens because of, how strong Iowa is too, so it's it's really a cool thing for for the state to be able mm-hmm. to bring this kind of thing back and and have everybody take part in it. So it, ha- having it certainly in Ames is is a big deal, but um, yeah, it, it was hard to picture uh, even a, a few years ago.
0: Yeah, no doubt about that. Uh, Linderbaum Lima is going to be worth the price of admission, I think. Ray Lima is really good in this center for Iowa. This uh, redshirt freshman um, Tyler Linderbaum, my God, he is—he un- he looks like a pro. Two games into his career, you have to think that you know if he continues to take these steps forward, that matchup. Uh, Jaquan Bailey, Tristan Wirfs, that matchup. There's some interior line play that, you know, we we tend to gravitate towards the skill guys, Dylan, when we're watching plays unfold. But don't take your eyes off the interior of this line. That is going to be fun.
1: You're exactly right. Everybody kind of talks about maybe um, in other games what the wide receiver DB matchup is going to be, what what the quarterbacks are going to be able to do. But as I was proven, this game – can be won uh, in the trenches. That's how you're going to go out and, and run away from a team. That's how you're going to overpower a team, and, and that's what they've been able to do um, a, a couple times in the last few years. So, uh, yeah, the matchups are, are going to be a, a, exciting to watch. And, and I think you know people kind of watch the ball a little bit more, but I want to I want to see the lines and, and how they go at one another because there are so many big guys, so many skilled guys uh, on that group up front for both sides. Uh, it, it's going to be great.
2: Little news for you, Dylan. I'm sure you're going to be writing about this here momentarily as soon as you hang up the phone. The non-conference game, final non-conference game against Louisiana Monroe has been announced. The uh, details of that one, 11 a.m. kickoff on FS1. You
0: know, Dylan's a step ahead of you. He's oh, already tweeted
2: that. He's trick. already got it. He's out there. He's got things figured out and knocked it out of the park there. But Louisiana Monroe, everybody had that as an easy victory. They took Florida State to the brink on Saturday night. Should have yeah, won. Yeah,
1: I think Right, I, I think their they're, they're, th- their projections were maybe like a five win team, six win team, and I, I think they had six wins last year, and we're one of the teams that didn't get invited to the bowl game. So th- this isn't like your, um, you know, no disrespect to know Virginia noise, but these aren't your <laughs> your guys that are um, you know kind of uh, down down the chain a little bit. They they can come out and be competitive, and you know I don't think Florida State's a good team, but to go do that on the road against an ACC team like that is, is impressive. So it's one you can't sleepwalk through. Similar. To, to Northern Iowa you got to be sharp otherwise they can come by here in a hurry.
0: What do you got planned at Ames Tribune this week a little expanded coverage on the state's biggest game Dylan what are you and uh, Travis and company working on?
1: Yeah we're going to have uh, our meeting this afternoon to kind of map out our coverage but hopefully we'll have uh, obviously a lot of game stuff but we don't game day stuff but we don't want to get lost in the, the X's and o's so hopefully we can cover a wide, uh, wide breadth of stuff for you guys, so um, we'll kind of roll it out as the week goes along once we get the plan going.
0: Talk to you on Friday, Dylan Mons. We'll read you at AmesTrib.com or pick up the paper, damn it. AmesTrib.com. Dylan, thank you. Good to talk to you.
1: Yep, you too guys. Thank you.
0: Appreciate it. Dylan Mons, Ames Tribune. Trent, you just sent out an interesting tweet.
2: Yes, the line is back out at William Hill Mm. for Iowa Iowa State. Now this opened at four Mm -hmm. at William Hill, Iowa.
0: Iowa State favored four.
2: It moved to three and a half late last week. It was at two and a half, and then went off the board as Iowa was getting ready to kick against Rutgers. They've just put it back out, and it is now currently Iowa favored by one. That thing has moved five points.
0: That's amazing in a week. It's it's amazing. Look at well, it's a product of a couple of things. A out of sight, out of mind with Iowa State, the triple overtime. Yeah, and Brock Purdy falling a fumble, uh, or <laughs> wouldn't have gone your way uh, against the Panthers, and just how good I was looked. I don't know what they beaten. I thought Rutgers had some skill guys. They took them completely out of that football game. One hundred and twenty-five yards. It's just amazing, Trent. Because look at Rutgers got some skill dudes. They do. Yeah. But it didn't matter. No, it didn't. Um, in Miami, the Red Hawks the week before that. I mean, who who wins that game out of those two schools? I take Miami. I think I might too. Yeah. I think I might, too. Neutral field? Oof. Um, yeah, what was I doing on Rutgers? You were all in. Points. I McLean was all Carter in. Carter was your guy? You didn't even see the second half. <laughs> no.
2: It shouldn't mean, have seen the second quarter. When Arthur Stakowski comes out, you know you're in trouble
0: if you're a Rutgers Chris fan. Chris
2: Ashe is in trouble. Yeah, absolutely. The
0: Hawks are favored in central Iowa. William Hill has Iowa a one Point favorite.
2: Opening uh, over under. I know a lot of people have been asking about yes, that. Yes, what was it? Now this is just offshore. That's the only place I've seen it yet. So it's still not posted still anywhere. Still not posted anywhere. Uh, both at Elite uh, Sportsbook and here with William Hill. 47 the number and I am jumping
0: all in on that under. You like the under. I think a lot of people will. Yes.
2: Get it early. If you like the under like I do, get it now because mm-hmm. by kickoff if it does come out here, 47 45, probably it'll go off at, I would guess, something like that. As soon as that total comes, pounce very quickly.
0: And do so on your app. You don't have to go out there. That's the beauty of it. We'll come back. We'll finish up the hour. Bama, Bob, Trent, and I go around college football at 11. Uh, Scott Dockerman at 11.30. He will listen to Matt Campbell's teleconference, maybe provide some clarity on uh, the injury situation with Iowa State. We'll pick Doc's brain on what he saw against that resounding, overwhelming win Over Iowa, it's Cyhawk Week. Miller and Condon, 11 minutes before the hour of 11 o'clock on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460. store. Hawkeyes, Cyclones, Panthers, and Bulldogs. Yeah, we got that covered. This is Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. All right, Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, five minutes before the hour, 11 o'clock. Well, week number one, I blew my 10-star play of the year. Yeah, yeah, you're, uh, you're down 10 units. I'm down 10 units. But this week, for my followers, will be a guarantee. If I lose this, you don't have to pay for the rest of the season. Wow. The
2: One's already jumping off the page. That There's easy.
0: just, it's a complete And you know what? It's a game that I think will move the needle locally if you're a uh, okay. fan of either team. It's a Big 10, Big 12 crossover. Collision. Big Ten, Big Twelve. Who, oh, TCU, TCU, TCU Purdue. Purdue. Yep. Yes, TCU, Purdue. You got that one. I, it's a, it's a, um, it's a gift from the sports wagering god. If wrong. it hasn't, football season hasn't started well for you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do you all a little bit of a favor. And again, if I get this wrong, the rest of the season guaranteed free.
2: Seven and three on the season for Ken Miller, hitting at seventy percent. Plus, take that, Chris Williams. Plus four units. Right? Are we playing with units? <laughs> no, I don't know if we are or not. No, people just... get very frustrated about unit talk. Yeah, that's true. They they don't understand exactly mm-hmm. what a unit. Because well, a unit for inside me the numbers. Yes, a unit for me is five bucks. Right. It's a unit for, for a lot other of people, people it's a hundred. It's a hundred. And so for people it's ten thousand. Units. Yeah, I don't are just know a, a lot of those people. No, but it's a very simplified way of saying you might bet more than me. You might bet less. Mm-hmm. This is I'm going to put two units on it, so it's double what you normally bet. I'm going to put five. Or a 10-star like you with the Oregon Ducks and your
0: bad beat. Yeah, that was a bad beat. This one won't be. TCU's going to kill them. Whoa. TCU's going to crush Purdue. That's my play anyways. We've okay. got a long, way, um, been a long week. Uh, you were on long Rutgers early giving.
2: last week and didn't use it for your that picks. That didn't go well.
0: well I, I refused to pick the, the local teams. You I just, just I always just stay away. away. Yes. Even this week with Seihaw. I won't pick this game in my picks. Really? Yep. I, I'm going to change this pick from where I was in July-August. Mm-hmm. I don't see Iowa State winning the football game. going to be difficult. I just don't see it from what I've seen the first two weeks. Again, not a sight, out of mind, week two. Mm-hmm. Um.
2: And we will see a better Iowa State team, I think, than we saw to. against you and I.
0: Have to. It's gonna be an awful game.
2: Yeah. And nobody wants that. That'll be destined to one of the blowouts that we saw on the roads there. Yeah, no, I don't
0: need to see that. I no. want to see a good football game. I don't care who wins. I don't care who wins. That's why I don't pick the football game. I just care that it takes place every single year.
2: <laughs> and that it does. So we got more college football talk coming up with Bama Bob. Quickly, a baseball news or note or two.
0: Cardinals are running away. Yes, they are. Cubs have Injuries all over the place. Well, their entire infield, with the exception of Rizzo, is out. Bryant is hurt. Baez might have played his last game of the year. Uh, Russell got beamed yesterday. Uh, he was, of course, playing at, uh shortstop, but he had been playing second for the longest time. They can't pitch. Horner, their pri- their first round mm-hmm. pick from a couple years ago, Nika Horner, who's never played above double A, uh, is being called up. To play shortstop, shortstop.
2: So, okay, I was going to ask what
0: he was. Ah, uh, yeah, he's a shortstop, okay. so they'll plug him in short. But again, he's never played a game at AAA. He's going right to the bigs in the middle of a. I mean, don't look now, but here come the snakes. Mm-hmm. They're a game and a half back of the Cubs. The Cubs are circling the drain. I hate to say it. I mean, Joe Madden might be in his final three weeks as manager of this team. I think it's looking. More Doesn't and more it look that like that? Way.
2: And a lot of this was out of his control. He can't control injuries. No, of course not. You, no. know, you can't
0: place the blame there. Right, but he's made some you know, some decisions that, I don't know, I still like Joe Madden. I hope he's there till he wants to leave. I mean, he delivered this team a World Series. Dave Dombrowski delivered the Red Sox a World Series last year. 280 days, he's fired. Gone. Right, when now? I mean, this has been an historical drought, and he led them to a World Series, and they're going to push him out? I hope that's not the way it ends, but it's certainly trending in that direction. does feel that way. You're exactly right. So what does he do? Take a spot in the marquee network? network? Does that? Does that. Hawks a little wine. Yeah. Sits in his restaurant on games day, signs autograph, poses for pictures. His restaurant's right beside Wrigley Field. Hangs out at the depot, signs some bottles of wine. right. Counts them down. (laughs) That's a bad commercial. Uh, 11 o'clock hour next. Miller and Con in Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNL.